0: This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm on the phone today with Helena and Daniel, the owners of Culture Kitchen in Queens, New York. How are you doing, guys?
1: Hey, Ian. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah,
0: super excited. Yeah, well, I came across you because um, you've had a, a very uh, impressive uh but recent series of posts on Instagram with pictures of your booth at the farmer's market and uh, being out there on the East Coast. My daughter lives in Manhattan, not too far from Queens. So I go to New York a couple of times a year. I'm always interested in hearing about new brands. And, and you've really just started out um, producing kombucha, but when did you first taste kombucha or uh, when did you first start fermenting your own, presumably at home? uh how long ago was that
1: so i think we started drinking kombucha probably like when COVID 19 just trying to boost our immunity and kombucha was like supposed to be one of those really good health drinks so that's really what got us drinking it um and we actually saw the immediate benefits through our immunity our gut health our digestion and then uh,
2: yeah lactose intolerance was a big one uh, for me personally I uh, I uh, I have pretty severe lactose intolerance, so I can't have a lot of ice cream or or uh, pizza. And uh, you know, I uh, yeah, started drinking kombucha, and it it went away for me, and it was it was truly a life changer. And uh, you know, I was uh, super excited to just to drink more of it.
1: Yeah, so we. Started... Oh, that's great. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. And then you made your own when shortly after that, or this was during lockdown, maybe people yeah, were making yeah. sourdough bread and.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly us. So we started as a hobby in our kitchen, we had a lot of fun playing around with flavors, um, especially flavors we don't normally see on shelves with a heavy Asian American influence. So we were using jujube, monk fruit, lychee, yuzu, um, just flavors that really appealed to us. And we fell in love with it. We had so much fun experimenting it, we shared it with our friends and family. And we thought, what what would happen if we decide to sell this?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I can see from your website that the the current offerings are, like you say, they're humor, they're Asian American influence. So lychee, yuzu, and uh, you do an apple kombucha, which I guess is, is mainstream, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's, it's very creative. And, and, and I mean, people who make kombucha themselves know it, I would brew my own at home and I can throw lavender flowers in or hibiscus or add a small amount of fruit juice and it takes on that flavor very quickly and so you then um, what was the moment where you kind of I don't know if you incorporated or you just started selling at farmers markets or you produced your first labels, uh, you've got the, the very nice logo here with the the brand and the nice bottle. When was, was there a moment when you pulled the pl- or pulled the trigger so to speak on becoming commercial?
2: Yeah, 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 you know, we, we've we've always like been interested in the idea of, uh, you know, selling our, our kombucha. Uh, you know, I think we were of course like, a little bit nervous, like, oh, you know, would we be able to do it, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, our friends and family just kept encouraging us and saying like, "Hey, these these flavors are really good," and we never see like lychee and yuzu as kombucha flavors on the shelves. So um, yeah, so they, they kind of motivated us to 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 get out there. So we uh, we attended our first uh, event and started uh, you know you know selling it. And um, you know what, what was really cool is that we uh, we didn't quite really know aside from like our flavor difference what made our kombucha special um until we started talking to people and people started trying it out and the uh the very consistent uh feedback that we kept getting was that this was a very smooth kombucha It was very easy to drink um it wasn't as carbonated or vinegary as some others um and of course everyone has their own different preference but there clearly was a market for folks who uh want a more accessible kombucha and so they were telling us like hey you know like where, you know, you guys are really good. Like, are, are you guys at Whole Foods right now? Are you at like all these different stores? And, you know, Helene and I are just looking at each other and we're like, uh, no, we, we're, this is actually our first event. <laughs> and so it was kind of, um yeah, we we were motivated by just the the love from, you know, pe- people in the world to, to, to encourage us to actually start the business and, and truly make it a little bit more official.
0: And then when you say the first event, was that a farmer's market, a booth in the farmer's markets?
2: Yeah, it was one um, – it, uh, it's called the Reimagination. Uh, it's a – what do you, you call it? Like a it food was festival? like a food
1: festival. That, yeah. Um,
2: we knew someone
1: that was hosting it, and we thought, like, what better up, like, way to introduce ourselves okay. and to be in the heart of New York City right next to Grand Central. Um, and that, so that's where it all started.
0: Okay. And on the Instagram I've seen you've now got quite a professional-looking um, booth uh, so when, how many farmers markets do you do you put in an appearance at? I mean maybe I don't, maybe not in the middle of winter in New York, but uh, when the spring <laughs> comes, what what what's your uh, what's your schedule there for? If people want to, who are listening to this on the East or in New York City area, where would they find you?
2: Well, you know, we we are very very new, so like that event itself was like the last day of July. Right. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like the end of summer and then fall hit. <laughs> right. So like uh, there was, we, we, you know, we attended a few events here and there. Um, but yeah, we, we still haven't really like been hitting up uh, farmer markets or just general like food events that often we plan to, this would be our first big year. And so that was part of the motivation why we went into retail because we wanted to continue to um, get that, uh, get that exposure. Um, But like you said, it's the winter temperatures are getting colder. So there weren't just that many events for us to really show that
0: Okay, because one of the pictures on the Instagram to me looked like a farmer's market There's a couple of guys in short. This was probably last summer, right? The guys in the Hawaiian shirt in shorts So talking to you you've got a very nice booth I mean, so you did invest in a an awning and and a banner and I mean, it's not just a table with some empty bottles. So yeah, So so
1: we're huge DIYs, I guess me specifically, I actually printed that on like eight and a half by 11 papers, and I taped it together and laminated it. So there's actually quite a lot of like DIY done here. Because I guess we both have like some marketing background. And we knew that we wanted to appeal to our customers as more than just someone that's like brewing it at home you know, um, because we wanted to start, like, trying going down the CPG route. And so we created, like, I created that tablecloth using felt. I sewed our logo on there. Um, so a lot of it was actually very DIY from Michael's. Oh, okay. yeah, so shout out, shout so out to Michael's. It looks professional that you
0: did it. You did it did it on a shoestring. And how about the bottles, uh, the, lab, the label design? Was that something you created yourselves on, on the with a some kind of software?
1: Yeah, yeah So we use Adobe Illustrator. We had a designer kind of map out a few um, like um, options for us, and we would iterate it. And it took a uh, quite a few months actually to come up with like the design. But then we bought a laser printer printed out the labels ourselves and hand labeled every single bottle. um, When we first started.
0: And now do you have you got label stock like in a big roll that you can?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. So we we were now like ordering in bulk, we have like a machine that will label it for us. So that. But in, when we first started, that was how we were doing it. Because we were also iterating the labels as well. If we looked at like the first design compared to what we have now, it's, uh, it's actually mm-hmm. different.
0: Yeah. And, and, and talk to me about the glass bottles. Because I'm a home brewer. I just take any empty bottle I can get, whether it's a soda bottle or a <laughs> water bottle. And I just, that's what I put in my refrigerator. But where did you source these? Uh, what, what size are they? Twelve and a half ounce fluid ounce bottles or 375 milliliter bottles?
1: Yeah, they're actually I think they're like, beer and wine bottles. Um, mm-hmm. or, yeah, I think they're like beer they're bottles. Screw
0: top. It looks like they're screw top. Is that right?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, we there was like a local distributor out in Brooklyn that we found. Um, and so we were buying, like almost half pallets at a time. Uh to do that. But those weren't our original packaging, we we started out with like amber bottles. um, Mm -hmm. And that that didn't really align with how we we wanted our design, our brand to look. And so we switched over. So there was kind of like quite a few iterations, (laughs) a lot
0: of iterations. Yeah. Yeah. And are you going the keg route? Do you because that's obviously there's no packaging involved. I don't know if you've taken a, a keg to a an event where you just fill people's glasses is that something you're looking at or have done already
2: yeah 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 we're 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 super interested in in trying that out um now that we're getting into you know the warmer months um we did have uh one experience where we 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 we, we tried to serve uh kombucha from tap at an event you know brought along our corny keg and uh you know as you as you probably know it, it there's a there's a high risk of foam you know There's a lot of variables that go into the whole dispensing. And uh, I just remember stress sweating as someone placed an order. Like, yeah, I'll have a cup of kombucha. And I'm just, like, pouring it in there. It's, like, half full of foam. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, Uh you wait a few more. Uh Like, another minute as I wait for this foam to settle down and try again. And uh, it was was difficult. We're hoping, you know, know, we have some ideas how to, like, you know, stabilize it a little bit more. But we're definitely nervous about that. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, again, on your Instagram, I'm looking at a very funny video that you do the keg workout where you you're doing side bends and, and overhead lifts, shoulder presses and things with presumably empty kegs or maybe they're maybe they are weighing in yeah. quite a lot. To yeah,
2: muscles, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to hedge our uh, bets here if uh, if kombucha doesn't work out, we're going to start a workout program for, for kombucha brewers, you know,
0: there you go. Yeah, people need to stay fit. Yeah, absolutely. And what if so talk to me now about where you where are you actually producing it? Is this still from your home base, like an apartment or a house, or, or do you have a commercial kitchen or a dedicated space? Yeah,
2: we, uh, we share a, a commercial space with uh, another local business around here. Um, but, yeah, I think things are definitely getting tight, you know, as we're, we're, we're growing more and more. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, great. So if you had to look back on – well, it's not even a year, probably. Um, would there be, like if you were your wiser selves now, would there be a something or a, what a couple of things you might have done differently? That would be one question. And then follow-up is, what you, What are you pleased that you did from the get-go that's played off? You talked about iterating the labels, of course, that's, that's a given that you, you're gonna change. But what, what are some, a couple of the things you might wish you'd have done differently?
1: Um. That's an interesting one because I don't, I don't think I, I would have done anything differently. Um, at least that's oh. how I feel right now. I I think, so we are actually bootstrapping it from beginning and hopefully all the way to the end as far as we can. Uh, and I don't think that we made any like major bad decisions. Oh, but we are right. only no, like, not less than a year in. So...
0: Yeah, no, that's great. No, I'm I'm pleased to hear that. I just thought, you know, some people say, Oh, I wish I'd have, you know, known that I needed to produce this volume or something. But um can I ask you as well, then I assume you still got your day jobs, is that right? I mean you're not make this isn't a full time income for you yet. Is that the case?
1: Um, well I actually did quit my full time job for this. Uh it started mm. out as a passion project, but I just I really believe in this, um, this I guess, this business that we have here more than just brewing kombucha, but also like as a CPG company. Um, and so I, I really want to dedicate my time to this and also because it demands so much time that I, I wouldn't mm. be able to have a full-time job.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I still, I still have my own full-time, uh, you know, business going on. Um, right. But yeah, we're, okay. we're very much committed into this.
0: That, no, that makes perfect sense that you obviously, unless you get a deep pocket investor or you've got you know, some huge trust fund, you can't just pack everything in and wait for revenue streams because it takes a while to build up a business. So I also saw that you, um, you've been present at a climbing gym. Uh, tell me about, your, is that, are you both passionate uh, rock climbers? Is that something you've, uh, you've done for a while?
2: Yeah, yeah, Helene and I were both super passionate rock climbers. I actually proposed to her at one of our local uh, climbing gyms here. And uh oh, wow. all... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's um it's it's a community that we care a lot about and um we knew right off the bat that we we wanted to be in uh, this community. Um it's just a very passion point for us and uh it, it they they received us super well and you know, we're now you know, I think one of our biggest uh, retail partners are actually the climbing comm- uh, gyms in this area. And uh, it was also part of the motivation for why we're switching over to cans as well, too, because, uh, you know, cans are a little bit safer in the, the gym space versus bottles. When, you know, in the climbing gyms, people sometimes walk around barefoot, so it's a little safer for them, too. Right.
0: So climbing and kombucha, that's a that's a good mix. I mean, I, I know many... Uh, athletes of various types of and and many kombucha companies have featured athletic uh, types where you know, the classic thing is yoga, Pilates, but also the more active. And so um, you said a number of climbing, I mean, how many climbing gyms are there? i know I'm not, I'm not a climber myself in in the greater New York area. Are you talking just two or three? Or are there dozens of climbing gyms?
1: Um, I would say around 10. I would say 10. We are yeah, because we're currently staffed and i mean um, stocked in two. But uh, we are yeah. working our way around. So you know, hopefully we'll be more than just two, but they are one of like, are a lot we we have a lot of repeat orders from them. So it's it's, it's working out great for us. And we also love doing like sampling and demo there and really connecting with them just because we resonate with the climbing community. And it, it's been a really good, like, fun time for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and I mean, i imagine yeah i can see again on your instagram a great picture of the 20 people uh standing in front of uh you know uh had fun partnering with them uh over the uh the event do 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 you also though i imagine climbing people people who go to climbing gyms when the weather's nice they go out to where uh, the Adronics or wherever it is and
2: yeah you,
0: do people i mean you could easily i imagine then carry a couple of cans of kombucha in your backpack as you climb up and then quench your thirst when you get to the summit, right? And, of, yeah, of that's climate.
2: exactly the vision that we, we have right now, that people can carry our kombucha onto a hike, onto their next climbing trip, uh, and then just be out there in the world. Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, we're, we're building very much a lifestyle brand. Um, and be able to just see ourselves outdoors is a, a, a very beautiful vision for us
0: that's great. But, so let me ask you maybe looking into the future um maybe Helena you're you're committed to this business where would you like to be i don't know pick a time frame a year two years five years from now do you have a vision kind of a vision board view of the of the company that you you've launched now Yeah.
1: Yeah so i think uh we're self-funding everything, so we're gonna to try to do that for as long as possible because we wanna scale thoughtfully. Um, but for the next year, we're hoping to just continue scaling our production, keeping the quality and just trying out different channels. So that's like our retail partners, our uh, climbing gyms, restaurants, even office spaces and stocking in their pantry. And then uh, five years, hopefully we have like a tap room. <laughs>
0: perfect yeah no that's a great uh that's a good path to follow and many companies that you now find with tap rooms and um and and in offices i was just interviewing Marin kombucha who've been around for quite a number of years in california here and they have a large supply to commercial offices and uh, you know universities sports teams as well they're on the west coast so you won't find them Outside of Northern California, but um, there's many I think uh, Kombucha companies have found that to be a, a good path and tap rooms are definitely the, the coming thing And um, so if people want to find out more about you, uh, where would they go? What, what, where are you on the web?
2: Yeah, I say like they can follow us on Instagram at uh culture kitchen that's spelled uh, C-U-L-T-U-R-E, K-I-T-C-H-N. So there's no e in the kitchen. So culture kitchen without an e. Got it on Instagram. Yeah, that, and then there's a link
0: on that to the web page. And and, and yep. the final thing I wanted to see is you do uh, you've embraced e-commerce because you've got a shop button and you sell six packs and variety packs. Um, uh, six, you've got a 64 ounce growler by the looks of it as well. Um, how how's that working in terms of are you are you shipping through like UPS or do you hand deliver it just to a region like the local metropolitan area or how how's the e commerce work out for you?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a great timing that you bring that up. So we literally just switched over to Cans this week. So we're now in sleek cans. Um and the reason oh. why we did that was in part because um when we were shipping out our bottles some of them broke. Uh, And that was so painful, right? Uh, Just to be able to like see our product, like get thrown around (laughs) during the the whole Mm -hmm. distribution process. Um, So we, we knew it wasn't sustainable for us to do, um, you know, direct to consumer. Uh, There would be a lot more packaging and cost required. And again, we're bootstrapping everything. So we, uh, we made the switch over to cans so that it'll better enable that. Oh,
0: right. Well, cans. Yeah. There's, We've done, um, you know, I edit the Symbiosis magazine for KBI, and we have profiled uh, a few editions ago the, the the fact that more kombucha companies now are selling in cans, which are of course lighter to ship. Um, there's various advantages, like they can be uh, taken on a trail or to the to the pool where people can't really have glass containers. So that's great. Uh, good yeah. luck with that. Well. I, I wish you well. I mean, it's it's a great uh, venture that you've launched um, on the east coast there in Queens, and um, you've got a, quite a few million people uh, in your you know twenty mile radius who you've got as a, a local market. So, congratulations with that, and good luck in the future.
2: Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha,
1: please visit boochnews.com.